Well, hello, everybody. Um, I was thinking I, I'm going to release a podcast or one of my videos, and I talk a lot about my thoughts on some of the religious beliefs and how I kind of look at the scriptures and you know God and Jesus and Satan and the war in heaven and all that stuff. I've been studying religion since I was probably 15, you know, on my own, you know, not because I was drugged to church, because my parents really weren't that active in any religion. But I became curious, and I started going. A lot of times it was because my friends would take me. A lot of times it was because uh, there was a pretty girl there. But as I, as I got older and realized that it wasn't just to meet, you know, girls, or just I started you know, really studying and learning. And I, and so f for most of my life, it's always been, you know, rattling around the back of my head, you know, this whole concept of getting to heaven, you know, being saved versus just being good and, and what it all means. And so I don't come at this as a novice like many in you know, in podcasts and stuff do. I've, I've really looked long and hard into it. I've read uh, most, all the scriptures, you know, and studied the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Bible and different versions of the Bible. I might not have read them all cover to cover or memorized them or dog-eared all of my Bibles and stuff, but I've read them. I've I looked into, you know, all the Mormon scriptures, all the Dead Sea Scrolls scriptures from the ensign um, before Jesus, um, King James Version. I've, I've, you know, talked to and met many Jehovah Witness and, and their Bible. And, you know, it's not like I ever bought into one of them and said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Jehovah Witness. Oh, I'm Muslim. You know, I'm Jewish. I just always just studied them and talked to people about them and wanted to learn about them because I was fascinated and curious about it. And still to this day at 67, I really haven't zeroed in to where I could say I'm a blah, blah, blah. Now you could say I'm a Christian, which is a blanket statement that most people use nowadays to say, if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, then you're a Christian. Most Christians read the King James Version, you know, of the Bible. So that's as close to anything I could say I am. But I mean, I've read, you know, texts that are 5,000 years old from, you know, from Asia, you know, the, the thick black theory, you know, and the American translation was, the, was called Thick Face Black Heart. And it was, you know, written before the art of war. So all this stuff has always fascinated, and I've always... At the end of, you know, exhausting, you know, some thread in my mind that I had to get to the bottom of, I noticed that there were always certain similarities, certain principles that always rang true. And I always thought to me that meant that, you know, if anything could be believed from any of the scriptures, they always stated that, you know, by two or more witnesses, you shall know the truth. And that's even in court today in our legal system you know certain things you know if you get enough evidence 
then you're probably telling the truth. And I always know that there were certain principles, which was, you know, God created the earth and he created and gave you life, so you should love him and thank him for that. That was one of them. Um, the whole concept of, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself, you know, the golden rule, however you want to look at it. That was in most every religion I've ever studied. And then there was always talk of, the, you know, a battle, a war, a debate, a, a deciding factor in the war in heaven and how Jesus, you know, chose to his plan, part of the plan, and how Satan became, you know, here on earth. And those always rang true. And even going back into some of the, the, the Mayan and the Aztecs, you know, similar beliefs, but they were kind of different. But there was, it was always a, a, you know, kind of certain underlying thing, you know, don't be an ass. Everything else is, will be handled and dealt with once you're dead during judgment. Call it what you want. No matter how the religions, you know, looked at it, that was it. So, with that premise out of the way, when I talk about Satan or Lucifer, Morning Star, when I talk about Jesus, and God, Elohim, whatever, all these names, I don't come at it as I profess to know. I don't really care what God's real name is, what he looks like, how old he is. And none of that matters. Is God the father a father? Is he God the mother? Is it male or female? Are we in his image in a certain way with two arms and two legs and a head? Or are we exactly in his image? Hair, eyes, you know, the way we look as human. You know, I, I don't know. Nobody knows. I don't care what people tell you. Nobody fucking knows. You know, because we can only go by what we read in all of the many scriptures. And so, in, in this podcast that I'm going to, you know, share with you here, um, it's, it's my thoughts. I don't want people getting mad like I'm a heretic or some kind of blasphemer. I don't want people going, you know, he should die. He should be saint, you know, a saint. He should be, create his own church and preach. It's just, this is my view which most religions are or started out as someone's interpretation of what was said, done, and seen. And, and so we weren't there. We didn't get that special memo. You know, I spent 2,000 years since, you know, crucifixion of Christ. Has it been 7,000 years or almost 7,000 years since Adam and Eve? You know, are we to believe what the Bible says that if God kept track of time, one day to him would be like a thousand years to us? And then everybody runs off the deep end and goes, oh, well, then, you know, it was Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden and then 2,000 years to Noah and then 2,000 years to Jesus and then 2,000 years to now, because it's 2021, um, that's that's 6,000 years. That's six days. Are we in Saturday night? Is Christ coming 
right away. Is it 2021 or 2050? Is Jesus still in heaven going, now i got to give it five more minutes. We're not ready yet. I, I don't know. And neither does anyone else, no matter what they tell you. And so it's, it's a religious yo-yo time. You're on your own. That's what yo-yo stands for. You're on your own. At least in the prepper community. Maybe others. I don't fucking know. So I don't want people sitting there going, well, that Mark is a heretic. You know, we should go find him and burn him at the stake. You know, like a Salem witch hunt. Or we should send him money so he can start his own church. It's like, no. We are all here to figure this out for ourselves. That was the main crux of what I've learned all those many years of studying. That only God judges, not you, not the person that thinks I'm a witch or a heretic or a saint or a prophet. It's nobody. God figures it out. Only God. You know, so if people want to take it a certain way and they want to judge me for it, just remember that there's a lot of scriptures that say they shouldn't judge. They shouldn't take out vengeance. They shouldn't be angry. They shouldn't do a lot of things that we do today. And I always found it fascinating that such religious people like the Spanish Inquisitions back in the day, you know, when they would come and, you know, call you a witch or a heretic or something. You know, a good movie is uh, The Name of the Rose with Sean Connery and I think it's Christian Slater. You know, it's, a, it's an older movie. Really nice, really well done. And it's thought-provoking. You know, it's, it's, you know, the inquisitors show up to figure out what's going on. And if, if the monastery is, you know, cursed, you know, and just how they would treat people, they would beat them into saying, yes, I'm a witch. And then they would kill them. But, you know, being burned at the stake was 10 times better than being tortured in a dungeon for six, eight months by these inquisitors. And then they'd say, well, confess and we'll make it quick, you know. You, know, you were never forgiven and set back on your way, which is what Jesus said to do, you know, forgive people. So they were judging. They had no authority according to whatever I've ever seen in any of the scriptures, you know, to do that, to take a life, to accuse, to judge. That's God's job. And if you disagree with me, that's also fine. So I just want everyone to take it for what it's worth. It's what I've learned over all my life. It's how I look at it, and it's what gives me hope that during judgment, I'll be okay. I might not. I might be so fucking wrong. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't get the memo. If God really wanted us to know everything that he was thinking, he would have just told us. Not through Bibles, not through prophecies, not through Torah or the Quran or, you know, all these ancient texts. He just wouldn't have put the veil there to where we knew. And then we could have ran through life knowing everything. And so obviously there was a reason why, if you, if you really consider it, you know, why didn't he just tell us this before we came here? Not some voodoo magic bullshit, pixie dust that, well, only certain people will know and only 144,000 will, you know, be in heaven and, during the rapture, this happened. It's like, really? So I guess, you know, for a man that studied, you know, you know, almost 60 years, 50-some years, 
Why wasn't I told? Why didn't why didn't I get a little message in a bottle floating from heaven saying, Mark, you're on the right track. No, you're not. Because it's for us to figure out and to, and to live our lives in a, in a manner that we become better, you know. So I just want to put that in there and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. And uh, you guys can listen to the podcast. Tell me what you think. Uh, you know, um, I'll... All my podcasts nowadays, whether they're on, uh, you know, BitChute or um, Podbeam, you know, ContraRadioNetwork.Podbeam.com, which is the videos, they have, you know, you can, you can, you can comment. And so, even you know, my PrepperGuy.Podbeam.com, which is the audio version, you can comment. You know, and and I I use Podbeam, so you can download the, the the app and listen to all mine, and and you can comment. You can email me, Mark at PrepperGuy.com, and go. I think you're nuts, or that was really helpful. I I feel better. I don't feel like I'm going to go straight to hell because I'm, you know, this that or the other thing. So I hope you enjoy it. Don't get your panties in a wad. Here we go. Well, hi, everybody. I'm going to try something new. I'm going to record me a little bit of a part two on the way home because, uh, I don't know, just thought I would. Um, Part one, we talked about prepping and all the reasons why we should prep and um, what our understanding of shit hitting the fan as opposed to just some little turds bouncing off the fan blades. And I guess the reality is it's just a matter of what you believe will happen. You know, it's always based on our understanding of the world in which we live and how fucked up it really is. And even though many of the people I talk to and listen to are all quite religious, actually. Um, they're always talking about, well, it's God's plan. Trust in God. Have faith. What would Jesus do? And this is a war. And Satan is fighting. and oh, It's just all this mindless dribble. And, and, and so... A lot of people, let me see if I can get that there. And a lot of people think that, you know, there's some big plan that, you know, Satan is trying to foil and God is trying to keep on track. And I just have a hard time with that because it's, you know, well, it's God, right? So how could God be you know, fighting for supremacy? How could Satan be trying to usurp or overthrow God's kingdom? I mean, it's God. It's like your three-year-old trying to, you know, throw you out of the house because he wants to make the mortgage payment. It's just, it's just fucking asinine, really. And, and so I've done a lot of research on the whole, uh, you know, war in heaven, God's plan, what's going on, 
and, and all that. The sun is kicking my ass. And I, I find it kind of funny because, and I've talked about this before um, on some of my more spiritual podcasts. I think a lot of those were live, so I didn't really get a lot of them posted because and I'm the prepper guy, I'm not the spiritual prepper guy. But I think a, a, enough needs to be said about it that there, sh- there should be some conversations about it. And, and I guess my thinking is that before we were all here on earth and even before Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden there was a war in heaven and there were two plans and a debate a war whatever of ideas and then ow Jesus criminy, that is some serious sunshine shit. Bucket. I'll tough it out. So at the end of this war, Satan was cast down to earth. And that's where my sticking point always has been. It's like, does it say anything about Jesus being cast down? where they could continue to duke it out, you know, because they were, uh, you know, having a war in God's living room. He's like, out of the house, take this outside. But we know that Satan and a third of the host of heaven were cast down on earth. Jesus stayed in heaven with the Father. And the only time there's any record of Jesus being on earth was uh, when he was crucified. His birth, Christmas, Jerusalem, Star of David, all that shit. Three wise men. And then he lived to a ripe old age of 30-something and then he was crucified because Rome were a bunch of assholes. But not really. You can't really blame Rome because, you know, it was the Jews that kind of ratted him out and wouldn't stand for him. You know, hey, our our king of the Jews, leave him alone. So, you know, as usual, might prevailed over right and everyone capitulated and said, yeah, crucify him. I don't want the Roman legion coming into my town. So anyway, that's a side note. So I've always thought about it when people are talking about religion and end times and prepping and Armageddon, end of the fucking world as we know it. There's that underlying, you know, 300-pound elephant or gorilla in the room or whatever you want to say, that the only only person from pre-life that's here hanging out on earth is is Satan and his followers. And so for people to sit there and go, well, Jesus has a plan and you need to, you know, 
have faith in the plan. It's like, well, God had a plan, and then there was a war in heaven. So everything seems to be either up in the air and very confusing, or the reality is God's plan never changed. Satan is down here, and Satan's main goal in this war of ideas, this debate in heaven, was Satan wanted everyone to make it back to heaven. No exception. And Jesus feels the same way, and so does God. It's like he wants everyone to return. And, and so it was a differing of, of ideas. You know, how are we going to make this happen? And, and, and Satan lost, so he was cast down. And so his, his motivation, his agenda would always be to, to get us all back to heaven, right? And so was it a bad thing that he was down here? Maybe God said, you know what? Go down there and prove your policy. Go for it. And so Satan is down here doing what? Well, trying to get us all back to heaven. And yet everybody thinks he's here to steal souls so we can live in hell forever. Well, then that kind of defeats his idea with the war in heaven. He should have just backed off of that and not got cast down, right? It's like, you know, well, if that's the outcome, then I got to rule over hell. Jesus, you're right. I surrender. War over. Do it your way. But see, that would, that would not work when you really think about what did God want. He created earth, and he even gave Adam and Eve a choice. He said, choose eat the fruit, or stay in the Garden of Eden, however you want to interpret that. Eve was smart enough to say, well, if we eat the fruit, we'll have children, which is what God wants. Be fruitful, multiply the earth. Otherwise, we're just going to stay here in the Garden of Eden. It's a nice hangout for a seven-day retreat, but we got shit to do. And Adam was like, yeah, he's more pragmatic. He's like, no. God told us not to do that. That doesn't make sense. If he wants us to have children, and, and the only way we can have children is to eat the fruit, there must be something we're not seeing. But, you know, lust prevailed. And uh, Adam and Eve ate the fruit, had sex, created babies, were cast out of the Garden of Eden. However you want to look at that. So, there was always that plan of God's. It's like, I need to take this 8, 10 billion, whatever's going to live on the earth and go through this training grounds or whatever. Um, they, need, they, need to, they need to make choices. See, I don't want them just to go down there and get a body because then I could just send them down, get a body, and then bring them back up. No, he wanted us to learn and to experience and to taste and to feel and to touch all these emotions and, and get them under control and learn what it was to be human and to be tempted. Not so he could go, ha, you failed to hell with you. Because, I mean, if he really wanted us all in hell, then he could have just sent us there also. So when I look at the big picture, and, and this is just a mental 
exercise. I'm not professing to understand what God thinks or feels or what he wanted. But he did want us to use our brain and to to figure things out because that was part of the test being here to be tempted and to make choices. Well, I personally can't make a choice unless I think things out as far as I can. And, you know, once you see as far as you can see, then you got to climb the hill to look to see further. And that's what these exercises are for. So I can summarize how I feel pretty quickly. It's like God wanted us to be here, to get a body, to be tempted, and then to to be judged. And, and that was Jesus' plan. And he said, well, I'll pick up the slack. You know, if, if they do as much as they can, but they can't pay the final bill, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up their check. I'll pay the tip. Done and done. And Satan was like, well, I'm just going to go down there and I'm going to make them all do the right thing. Well, either way, God wins. You know, his plan. So to sit there and say that the devil is trying to fuck us all over is just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because that was never his plan. And so there was just a differing of, of ways in which to do it. And I think God said, well, let's try both. Opposition. Satan, you go down there and you try to make them all do the right thing, but they're human. They have this body and they're going to be making choices. And some of those choices might be basically evil. And Satan's like, well, I will, I will preach to them until I'm blue in the face that they don't be evil. And Jesus was like, well, okay, good luck with that. And then for the ones that just can't get it together, I'll do the atonement thing. Easy peasy. So most of the knowledge we have regarding God, and everybody wants to know what God thinks, so don't get mad at me because that's why we read the scriptures, right? What was God wanting us to do? What was God thinking? What was God's motivation for this, that, and the other thing? Why did God allow all these wars to happen? Why did God step in and save Jericho? Why did, why, why, why? So I get a lot of heat from people going, why are you trying to figure that all out, Mark? You'll never figure that out. talking about God here. It's like, really? Well, if that logic holds true, then stop reading the Bible and fucking arguing with me because you're just trying to figure it out also. So then you have to ask yourself, who who commissioned the Bible to be written? Jesus was only here for a while. He preached and he talked and he was crucified, if, if that's true. We don't really know, do we? But the Bible says he, he was. And the Bible was written by alleged prophets that were with Jesus, that heard his words and, and, and wrote that all down. And it became the books of this, that, and the other thing. And then you have the Old Testament, which was way before Jesus, that was written by prophets like Abraham and them that God told me this. God told me that. It's like, well, wait a minute. 
God pretty much uh, wanted us to figure our way through the maze without marking the path. But Satan, on the other hand, wanted us to go through the maze and he was willing to mark that maze to where we all got to heaven. We all got a trophy. And yeah, we could sit there and no matter what name you use for Satan or Lucifer or Morning Star, they all have these negative connotations. Because I'm sure, you know, that was Satan's way of saying, well, we still need opposition in all things, so I'm going to have these people write all these books to get them to heaven because I'm here on earth. But I still want them to understand that, you know, there's bad people doing bad things and you need to stay away from them and, and try to preach to them and get them to do the right thing. Why? Because I'm Satan or Morningstar, I'm Lucifer. I want everyone to go to heaven. That was my big plan. No one fails. Everyone gets a trophy. And that's where we're at. So when I listen to these preppers and people that are novice religious people, uh, well-versed religious people, religious people in general, um, I'm thinking, well, you're, you're coming off as an expert, but you've just read the scriptures. It's not like you got a special memo from God the Father that said, do it this way. And that's what the prophets have always taught, according to whatever was written in the books, that God showed up and talked to them. And so, ooh, wow, I didn't get that memo. And all these things happened way before you and I. You know, this is all Old Testament shit and New Testament shit. And there weren't any real prophets after Jesus was crucified, supposedly, whatever. So it, it just kind of all falls apart, you know. So when people tell me this is Satan and Satan's trying to get us all to go to hell and to destroy the earth with these evil people, I just think, well, that flies in the face of all logic. Even if you read the, the scriptures cover to cover and you really try to understand what was happening during the war in heaven and all that stuff, Everything after that doesn't make sense. Because God's plan was, well, until these 10, 15, 20 billion people, these souls that are allocated to go through this little test of mine, this maze, until they've been born and, and lived and died and been tested, I'm not done. Satan's not going to destroy the earth because... There's, he knows there's 10 billion also. Not done yet. He can't end the game short because he hasn't achieved his goal then of getting every 10 billion persons, persons into heaven. See? Kind of what the... So it doesn't make sense. And it never really has. But I think Satan and Jesus always understood, and so did Father that humans, the species he created with Adam and Eve and onward, are flawed. 
because of the reason we're here. Because of taste, smell, touch, sensuality, lust, anger, joy. All, that, all of that that makes us who we are is a giant boiling pot that can boil over at any minute in each human. And that's why it's like Jesus said, well, if you goof up, I'll pick up the tab long as you realize you boiled over and, and you're going to try to be better. And Satan's like, well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to make you be good. And, and so God and all three of them understood that as a, as a species of humans, we're subject to a lot of things. And that was the whole purpose to get that under control. Now, people go, well, Mark, why would he waste his time with that? Just make us perfect. Well, that doesn't do any good. That's like marking the maze with cheese. It's Stepford Wives. It's robotics. He didn't want that. He wanted humans that could think and make good decisions. Maybe to continue with this empire in heaven, space, wherever the fuck it is. And he's like, well, there's there's a lot of work to be done because it's eternal. And these intelligences or whatever, his children, however that happened, we, we need to continue to teach and inspire and get them to go in that direction. Because otherwise, you know, the universe is a lonely place. I don't know. And you can only take that conversation so far because then you really do get into gray areas that just like nobody fucking knows. But science has taught us that there is no end to the universe. And if that is heaven, if that is God's creation, his works without end, there's a lot going on out there. And I'm not going to speculate on who or what God is. It suffices me that from what I understand, there's something out there. And there's maybe a plan. And I, I would think, logically speaking, that that plan would be that we all rise above that human existence and become better to evolve a couple iotas beyond the slime in which we were created or however you look at that we need to be better than the minute we became aware and instead of being angry all the time learn to look at other people's point of views understand why they're angry and a lot of people tell me, Mark, well, I don't give a fuck what other people think. It's like, well, you should, because then you're going to react. And then you might do something that jeopardizes their existence, and then you might be in a lot of trouble. You might not. Maybe nothing fucking matters. And then once again, you get down to that parallel decision-making. It's like, well, if nothing matters, then what? Well, okay, where God lives and who it is, is irrelevant because we can't figure that out. And if any of this matters, it's hard to figure out. But I think in, in all humans, 
it appears that we tend to be more better than more bad. And maybe that's what that spirit was, that Holy Ghost, that self-awareness. It's like, just like you can learn not to touch the stove by just fucking touching it. You don't need a, a master's degree in thermodynamics or to read a bunch of books on it. Yeah, just do it once and you go, wow, fuck, that sucked. Why did it suck? There's not a Bible that says burns are bad and not burns are good. See, we don't need all that. So is there a logical way to get to a point to where you can say taking another life is bad? Overreacting is bad. And, and I think there is. Because you can, you can always put yourself in that position. You go, what if someone overreacted so much that they took my life? Well, I'm dead, so I don't really give a flying fuck. But then there's the family. There's all the people that care about you. All the loved ones. All your friends. Maybe what you were doing doesn't get finished. And you can sit there and go, well, fuck, so what? Screw him. But what if someone did that to you? And at the minute you go, what if someone did that to me? Then you start thinking about it just like when you burned your hand on the stove the first time. It's like, ow, that sucked for me. The first time you got robbed of all your tools and couldn't go to work because you're, they stole your car or whatever and you lost a week or two of work and you couldn't pay your rent and it snowballed badly for a year. Well, that wasn't cool. That fucking sucked. All because somebody didn't fucking do the right thing. Well, right thing according to who? According to experience, life. It's like, I would never do that to somebody because it happened to me or because I wouldn't want it to happen to me. My children and, and people around me should go, well, I care enough about these people in my inner circle to where if someone snatched them from my presence by killing them, that would be horrible. I will never do that to someone else. Well, problem solved then, right? Just we, we try to become better. We use that fucking brain that God gave us to become better, to, to learn to walk through the maze without fucking up and yet still getting to the other side, wherever that may be, coming out this way or that way because I believe there's more than one path through the maze. But as long as you figure it out to where when you come out, you're a better person, more driven, maybe more passive, more nice, more whatever, but you did it in a way to where Jesus and God can judge you and go, well, good job. We'll work on it. That's how I look at it. People think I'm wrong. That's fine. I think a lot of preachers are wrong. But when people start preaching to me out of the Bible, it's like, excuse me, but that's an old book written by people I didn't even know and where did they get these visions and all this stuff I mean God made it pretty clear that when he gave Adam and Eve the choice he didn't stand around and go eat the apple eat the apple eat the apple he left it's like there's your choice bye so he made it pretty clear how he wanted us to live our lives wanted us to just figure it out 
And so he wrote all these Bibles and scriptures. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. No, he just said, you'll figure it out. And if you, if you use your head and you use the other 90% that we don't even use, you will find that most of this becomes quite self-evident. You know, if you use your brain and touch that stove and go, holy shit, that fucking hurt. You can be another dumb fucking person walking around on the earth going, here, touch that. <laughs> oh, it's birds. Look, I don't have any fingerprints. I can't feel my fingers. Or you be that person that learns from it. Then you're starting to use more of that brain that we have that science says we use maybe 5 to 10% of. So maybe if you start thinking of things and going, what if I killed that person because I overreacted? Let's not even talk about the overreaction right now. How would that affect their life? Well, they're dead. Their, their mother and father are sad. They might come after you and want revenge. They might just be sad and kill themselves. All these ripples that come from when you throw a rock in the pond and you look at those ripples and go, wow, I would not want to be the cause of that. And I hope nobody would want to do that to my family. Then all of a sudden your brain clicks on a little bit more. And, and, you know, we have it within us to figure these things out to where maybe as things come on, more things become aware, more things become easier, more things happen. We start learning from this experience called life. But to sit there and sell me on this, the scriptures that's the all, end all, be all, I think they were written by Satan. Not in the negative context of Satan, but in the context of a guy that was cast down from heaven to make sure everyone went to back to heaven when they died. Everyone. And so he said, I'm going I'm to inspire these people to write these scriptures and I'm going to give them visions and all that to where they can help me with this billion people on the planet, now seven billion, to get them all to go to heaven. Because that's the rules. I mean, I could show a few signs, but that never worked in the past, so fuck that. I need prophets and preachers and priests and people talking and doing missionary work and reading the scriptures so I can get more bang for the buck. It's a force multiplier for, for Satan. Lucifer, Morning Star, whatever you want to call him. Let's just call him Morning Star. Then you start looking at it and going, well, that would make sense. Morning Star, the guy that wants everyone to get to heaven, would inspire these people to have these visions, to do missionary work, to read from the scriptures, because it multiplies his word to get out there and to get more people to get to heaven. And if, if Satan fails in that attempt, it's not a big deal because Jesus will still pick up the tab. See, the over under part of this bet, I guess, is no matter who wins, God wins. 
If Jesus gets everyone back to heaven without taking away their free will, God wins. If a few stragglers screw up and, and, and have to have Jesus atone for them, God wins. Either way, God wins. So, you know, that's where I come from a lot of times. And when I look at the end of the world and I think, well, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I know there will be an end of our world because people do stupid fucking shit like Hitler and Genghis Khan and Rome and all these countries and these empires that were up and down and up and down. And we're just another one of them empires that's like up and then we'll come down. And when we come down, because everything is so interwoven nowadays that we will be like the story of Babylon, you know, mystery Babylon. Everything will collapse because everything is now resting on that one card. And when that falls, the whole house of cards falls. When that piece is removed from Chinga, everything falls down. And so then we just start over. That's the end of the world as we knew it. And then it moves on again. Well, many countries will fall into slavery and barbarism and debauchery, and many won't. And America might break up into 50 countries and like Europe, and some will be asshats and some won't. People will rise up to defend what they have, and others won't. So will that be Armageddon? I don't know. Those are scriptures written. And, and, and Satan might have said, or Morningstar might have said, well, when that time comes, here's how it's going to work. But he doesn't even know because God said so. Jesus doesn't know. Only God knows. So he's like, I'm going to scare them so they do the right thing. That's Morningstar's plan. And as long as we don't put a, a end date on it, we can keep them in line. My force multiplier is doing well. It's called the Bible. It's called the Book of Mormon. It's called the Torah. It's called the Quran. And, and people live by it and they try to do good. Even, even you know, the, 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 the Quran says that your struggle is forever. And, and most people, are, are, there, are there people out there that have used all the, the Quran for bad? Sure. There's people out there that have used the, the scriptures for bad. There's people that have used the, the Torah for bad. All these books have been used for good and bad. But the underlying message that Morningstar put in all of them was, you need to not be a fuck-up so you can go to heaven. Paradise, whatever it's called. So, when I bash on some of these prepper preachers, saying, well, trust in God. Say, no, trust in the fact that we don't know and we should, we should continue on to do the, the best we can. You know, everybody's like, why are you relocating your business? The fucking economy's collapsing. It's like, yeah, but it hasn't yet. The rent will only be a hundred and some dollars more for our business and we get a bigger showroom and more warehouse. Win-win. If the world ends tomorrow, well, that big fucking deal. It'll end tomorrow with if I stay where I'm at. I just saved $100 in rent for the two months before the world ends. So we got to continue on and quit thinking everything's going to end. And when it does, there'll be a plan. 
No, there won't. It'll just do what it does, just like the sun will come up. And you can predict the weather patterns all you want, but when there's a high pressure and a low pressure and a blah, 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 it fucking rains in the story. So don't buy into all the bullshit. Live your life. Be a good person. Try to use the other 70, 80, 90% of your brain and your mind to, to noodle things out and to figure them out, to be a better person. And that way you win. You win the bet. It's the gambler's bet. It, it, it doesn't hurt you to be a good person, but it just might hurt you to be a bad person. So I'm going to leave you with that, and, and I'm going to call this part two of uh, today's podcast. It's still Wendy Wednesday, so it'll be a long one. And I might break it up into two parts, but yeah, what the fuck, a two-hour thing or whatever it ends up being. It's not a big deal. Just listen to it. You get down with part one where I say, have a good day or whatever, then uh, just hit pause and pick up when you're bored. Anyway, I will talk to all of you later. Uh, I'm going to try a little bit different approach to this whole podcasting thing because I, like everyone else, am down and dour and feeling shitty and like everything's all fucked up, but maybe it's not. So I'm not saying it's going to be happy, happy, but I am saying we don't know if it's over yet and we don't know if Satan's going to crush everyone and Jesus will pop in and go, da 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 like, Working Superman? I doubt it. So think and then become something better than you are yesterday. Anyway, love you all. Bye-bye. We made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.